Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hey there, everyone. Here we are. Episode 19 of the Haas Lady Podcast. Welcome! So, Haas, H-O-S-S, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. I am here to help families and individuals get organized and stay that way. In fact, one of my listeners, Coach Darcy, left me a review and I want to give her a shout out. She says, Becky is a pleasure to listen to and inspiring too. Love her organizing philosophy. Awesome. Thank you, Darcy. I love it when coaches come out and support each other. And guys, if you don't have a life coach, you should really look into it. There are so many of us out there with totally unique niches. And trust me when I say that, without having life coaches around me, I don't think I would even be here recording this episode today. So it changed my life, guys. Truly. That's for dang sure. And since Darcy brought it up, and for the newbies out there, let's do a quick recap of this organizing philosophy. So there are three steps and three rules. So step one, we declare a space for a function. This cabinet is for towels. Easy enough, right? So step two is we clear the space of everything. You want to start with a clean slate. And then step three, we reset that space to its proper function and only put back what fits. If you have more towels than will fit in that cabinet, you got to get rid of some. It's okay. And then the three rules. They are, number one, we don't judge. It's easy to get hard on ourselves or even the people in our homes when things are not going the way you want. Everybody is trying to survive right now and we don't know what they have going on in their heads. So we don't judge. We just don't. We have compassion for ourselves and others. Rule number two, we don't cheat. We don't shove things in closets or in drawers to get them out of the way. And most importantly, we don't cheat ourselves out of a life that we deserve, a clutter-free life that we deserve. And rule number three is we don't quit. Yes, you can take a break. Yes, you can rest. You can go as slow as you need or as fast as you can. It doesn't matter. But we don't quit. And that's what I want to talk about today. What kind of declutterer are you? I don't know if that's a word. I'm making it a word. So it's, it's now a word. What kind of declutterer are you? Well, if you aren't in our 52 Weeks to a Clutter-Free Life Challenge, I strongly encourage you to join us, but there are some really amazing things going on in there. In fact, we just wrapped up a whole month of daily decluttering. It was the Snowball Challenge, and each day the goal was to get rid of whatever number date of the month it was. (laughs) I will never say that in a way that isn't totally awkward, (laughs) but... The first day, we got rid of one thing. On February 2nd, we got rid of two things. 
all the way through the 28th where we got rid of 28 things. And if you were able to go each day, you would have gotten rid of 406 things in your home. 406. And I think like the average person has like 80,000 things in their house. So guys, we're just scratching the surface. But even still, it was kind of tough. 406 things out of your home. And there was so much I learned about myself in this process. And one of them is this. When you think you have gotten it all and you just cannot think of anything else to get rid of and you know you're coming up towards the end of the challenge, you really start pushing that comfort zone wall down. There is always something else that you can get rid of. You may never get rid of everything. You can try, but really, we can all get rid of more things, even me. And guys, I have been purging and organizing my own stuff for well over a year now. Like ever since this host lady idea came up, I have wanted to really dig into those trouble areas that a lot of people have, including me. I wanted to do the work myself before taking on any outside projects to make sure that I could. And let's be honest, I knew I could, but I didn't want to dive face first into it. I needed to test the waters. I needed to try things and be confident. (laughs) And also, I thought that I could never help other people if I was also living in a cluttered and messy home. Boy, was I wrong. It actually ended up being just the opposite. So yeah, we have really been challenging ourselves this month to just get rid of more stuff. More than we thought we really needed. And I asked our group, what did this teach them about themselves? Like, guys, what did this teach you about yourself? The answers were fascinating and really not all surprising. So from their answers and from other observations that I have had, I've kind of created a list of different types of declutterers. Again, my word, declutterer. So we have the cheaters, the high divers, the onlookers, the movers, the procrastinators, the doers, and the overthinkers. So what is a cheater? Well, a cheater is someone who is really, really good at having all the visible spaces looking Pinterest perfect, but all the closet and closed off spaces, hot mess. The car looks amazing, but don't open the trunk. The entryway is immaculate, but don't look in the closet. The kitchen is clean, but stay away from the pantry. Nope, don't go there. The house is tidy and fresh and clean, but the garage is floor-to-ceiling stuff. What about the high diver? They are pumped. They have pinned all the Pinterest boards. They have listened to all the podcasts and audiobooks. They have watched all the shows. They even bought all the bins and a label maker. But then they climb up to the platform. They're about to dive off. They look down 
at the increasingly growing distance from where they stand and the surface of the pool and become absolutely paralyzed, rigid with fear and overwhelm and maybe even a little shame. So the onlookers, well, they are great cheerleaders, but still trying to decide if this is something they can do. So they just kind of watch from the sidelines, taking notes. The movers, these folks will get a room totally clean and they move everything out, all the junk. They move it out, but they put it into another room. And then when it's time to do that room, they just move all that junk out again and they move it to another room. Then another room. Or maybe it's not an entire room. Maybe it's just a pile of papers or a pile of clothes. Move it from place to place. It feels like cleaning. It feels productive, but it's just unnecessary cleaning. And then, of course, you have the procrastinators. They have so much faith in their future self that they are going to bombard their future self with all the tasks. Then there are some of those who were the doers. They were like, okay, we got this. They really embraced the challenge. And in the end, they felt the relief of getting rid of so much stuff. And which one are you? If you participated, where did you land? If you didn't participate, where do you normally fall? There is no right or wrong answer here, guys. There is no good version or bad version. There is only awareness. We only want to be aware of our patterns and what we actually do. And that is a huge reason why this challenge is so good to do early on in your process. It really shines a light on some of our habits and thought processes. Like, are we ashamed that we didn't finish? Are we feeling like we did it wrong? Are we feeling like we could have done better? Did we learn something about how we resist getting rid of items when we really don't need them? For me... I realized that even as often as I purge, I still managed to have quite a lot of thoughts come in about some of the things I had put out for donation. I debated over these two wicker baskets for about a week, probably longer than that. They were in the donate box. I would put them there. I would set them in the box, walk away, and then I'd walk past it and see them. I'm like, oh, I just can't get rid of those. And I would pull them out. I would set them somewhere. And then I'd move them like 10 different times. And I realized, okay, this is ridiculous. Back in the box. <laughs> I felt like, um, I felt like a video game character, you know, who's like walking along and the graphics are kind of sucky and you're trying to like walk past a wall and then you can't seem to get around it. And your character just keeps glitching in and out of the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't, that's okay. It's just annoying and confusing. And this is what I was doing to myself. I was just beating my head into a wall. I had so many arguments about keeping the basket. But in the end, they went to donate. I did not have a purpose for them. I really didn't. I just liked them. So they just needed to go. And y'all, once they were gone out of my house, I felt like that wall was completely gone. 
And now I know that moving forward, when I have something like that, but really aren't using or really don't need, I can just ask myself, what will I feel like if this was gone and I didn't have to make the decision anymore? And that's what it all boils down to, friends, the decision. The action of decluttering is never hard. It is the decisions that we have to make. It does not matter if you procrastinate or if you are full in day one deep dive. It's all about the decision. The cheaters, they hide things because they don't want to make the decision about what to keep. The high divers never jump because they can't decide where to start. They are only seeing big picture and not able to see the little first steps. The onlookers never decide to take action because they think that by watching others have success, they might get motivated and then take action. The movers never decide where to put things because they don't want to make the decision about where things actually go. The procrastinators won't make a decision until there is only an urgency to get it done, like why bother unless they have a real valid reason to get started, like company coming over. And then like the overthinkers never make a decision because they do not want to deal with any unforeseen consequences. Now guys, if you identify with any of these types, please right now, close your eyes. Just take a big, deep breath and repeat after me. I am exactly like everyone else. I am not broken. I am not lazy. I am not in any trouble. I am safe. I just have to make a decision. Just one decision. I can decide right now that I am going to start living a clutter-free life even if it takes me a million tiny decisions. Because the only decision that matters is the next one. And right now, I decide to... And then fill in the blank. What are you going to decide to do, guys? Are you going to decide to go into this white space challenge that we have coming up? Are you going to decide that maybe you didn't complete the snowball challenge and maybe you can? Maybe you can do a couple more days? There is no wrong decision. You want to know why? Because it's yours. You made that decision. Other people are going to have an opinion and who the fuck cares? I mean, truly. Because if you're listening to this podcast, there is something inside of you, even way deep inside, that is wanting you to live with less clutter. So really, it's just up to you to make that decision. And what are you going to decide? Going off script here, I just kind of wanted to say that... um, There's a lot of things going on in the world, and it can be a little scary sometimes, and it can cause a lot of people to worry, um, maybe like retreat, go into their shell, 
hide. But here's the thing, guys. I, I, I am very saddened and I am concerned for sure about what's going on. But my advice for us now, for right now, what can you control? Can you control anything that's going on out there? Can you control any of that? Or can you control what's going on inside your home? What's going on inside your mind? So when we come up with times like this, and I'm sure we are in for many more in the future, I'm not saying that you need to like start decluttering your house to feel better. But if you are having a hard time understanding what's going on or just you have, you know, family that are involved or, you know, maybe you've got military and they're being deployed or there's, you know, a a slew of things that could be going on. Take a step back. Remember, it's all about the decision. Take a step back and decide, what can I control right now? If that is cleaning off one surface, then there it is. So I just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, in times like this, it can be, it can seem, I don't know, frivolous to think about our homes and, you know, everything that we have and knowing that there's people who are affected by this that are losing everything. Just know that it is something to be aware of, but also just remember that we have control over what's going on in our minds. So for now, I will leave it at that. Um, back to the script. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, if you have not done the snowball challenge, you're not behind. And we did this challenge not only to highlight some of our habits and patterns, but also to set ourselves up for the white space challenge. And that is coming up in March, which we're March 2nd today. So we've got a whole month to do this white space challenge. And maybe if the snowball challenge was too much, this is one you can do for sure. Okay, pick one space, one visible surface, and your job is to keep that one space clean every day, all day. So if I were you and you're a little stressed or you're not quite there, pick something easy and isolated, like your nightstand or desk or something that only you use, not like a common area that the whole family has access to. I would, I would start something that you have more control over. Because if your family's constantly chucking things around, yeah. So go with something small and isolated and yours. And if you need to take 30 minutes to declare and clear and reset to start your week off well, that's perfect. Then the rest of the week, you just have to reset anytime it gets cluttered. And we're talking 30 seconds or less. To reset that space. And so if the purpose of the snowball challenge was to bring awareness to your habits and patterns and resistant thoughts, 
the white space challenge is going to seriously help you solidify some good habits that give you instant results. Remember though that that reset is that kick of uh, dopamine. It's that like mmm. It's that good feeling, the celebration. You're going to see the results, and it's going to help you see that keeping spaces tidy isn't a problem. It's doable. It's easy. It's just a decision. You get to decide that you are going to keep that one surface clear every time you walk by it. And guys, that's it. That's all you got to do. So if you love the snowball challenge in February, you're going to love the white space challenge in March. I love the snowball challenge myself. It was a great flex in my decluttering skills to see how much more I could push myself to make those decisions. Like they're really, no matter what kind of declutterer you are, it always comes down to what decision are you going to make? So guys, your call to action this week, invite five friends, five friends to the 52 week to a clutter free life challenge. And if you aren't there, Find the link and info on my website at thehosslady.com. So guys, until next time, remember, we don't put it down, we put it away. So let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. My name is Becky and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.